Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, where we give nonprofit organizations and the people that run them an opportunity to share how they're making a difference in the community by helping others. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach at Ellen Becker Investment Group. You know, any time of the year is a wonderful time to make a difference in the lives of those around you or in the lives of people you have never really met. But there's just something special about Christmas that makes people want to give. It's a time for sharing the love that flows through you to others. Where does this light or that love that fills you up come from? Some people might explain it as just a desire or a passion they have to serve those in need. Still others say it's simply the right thing to do. But if you celebrate Christmas and the reason for the season, you're probably getting filled up with a joy a light, and a love that is a direct result of fixing your eyes on the one we're celebrating. I belong to a group called C-Suite for Christ, and a recent speaker shared how his pastor gave a sermon one Sunday, just before Christmas a few years back, that totally changed his outlook on life. The sermon was about passion, purpose, love, serving others. He talked about two specific things. One was the nativity scene. No surprise there, right? Because it's Christmas time. (laughs) The second thing was focus. And he went on to explain that the Christ child is always the center of the scene, right? Everyone is focused on him. But if we take the baby out of the center and we put him on the periphery where he's no longer center stage, and we instead swap in the three wise men, for example, and we focus on them, We might start to focus on what they represent, like wealth or wisdom or your title or your position. If you swap out the sheep or the donkey, you might focus uh, on four-legged furry family members that pull at your heartstrings. I have two, which I just adore, so I absolutely get that. Or you might put Mary and Joseph in the middle with Jesus on the periphery. And you might focus instead on your spouse or your family or your relationship with others. All these things are so very important, there's no doubt. But if they now take center stage and Jesus is somewhere in the mix on the periphery and it makes you take your focus off the real gift, the real reason we celebrate Christmas, I think we miss the message. It's an important message to think about all year through, but especially during what is usually a very busy time for people. We want to keep our focus where it needs to be so that we can be filled to overflowing with love and joy and light and then have that spill out of us in excess to those around us. My first guest today is Sarah Hine, Executive Director from the Christmas Clearing Council of Waukesha County. CCC is actually our EIG nonprofit donation recipient again this year for the fourth quarter. Uh, So our employees, our clients, anybody in the community can drop off donation items right at our Pewaukee office. So welcome to the show today, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here and grateful for the support of EIG um, each and every year. Absolutely. Well, actually, this is not your first rodeo, right? You've been here before. You've done this. It's been a number of years. So I I am welcoming you you back. It's Mm -hmm. nice to see you. Why don't you start the interview today with with your why? You know, why... Why did you get involved with a nonprofit that focuses on kids and Christmas? Well, I, I mean, you kind of bring it down to the basics, like you were just talking about. You know, for me, it's really about 
love? How do you love your neighbor? How do you love your children? How do you love those that you don't know? So I was essentially invited to join in on a board meeting for Christmas Clearing Council. And it was just one of those senses of this is where I'm supposed to be. And out of that um, came my board membership. And um, from there, then I just kind of moved around the organization and volunteered at Toy Shop and served in the office. And so where I feel now, my place as executive director is kind of a culmination of all these things. And, And for me, again, it is about the love of this community and the love that I um, have for my own children. You know, I think when you have children or you have very special children in your own life, you see things differently. And I want to make sure that certainly my kids feel loved, but that they know how to love on others. And so this kind of extends, yes, we serve uh, families at Christmas, but I think this is hopefully a feeling that our organization can kind of extend a little bit further into the rest of the year. And and for us to be able to show kids, not only my children who help volunteer, um, but many kids volunteer for our organization. And so they're seeing this firsthand as well. And so you take this kind of community energy that I noticed right off the bat at that first board meeting. And now 17 years later, it's only become more and more every single year. So I love the energy that this organization provides. I shouldn't actually say it provides. We receive this energy from the community is really what happens. And it's it's a positive thing. And who wouldn't want to be part of a positive adventure that involves children and Christmas. It's all the warm fuzzies all the time. So I'm grateful to be part of this organization. And as you say, it's not just at Christmas. I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. it's the Christmas Clearing Council, so Mm -hmm. that's an emphasis. But you can share love all throughout the year. Yes, you can. And what a great lesson to give our kids and for them to experience firsthand when they get involved. That's awesome. Yes, absolutely. Um, So for those who might not be familiar, explain a little bit about Christmas Clearing Council and uh, the impact that you have on the community each season. Well, we are an organization, um, though people might not believe that we've been around this long. We've been around since 1949. So we're kind of nearing that 75th anniversary here. And we haven't always been known as Christmas Clearing Council, but what we've done since 1949 has really remained the same. We have served families through a sponsorship or what other people might view as an adopt-a-family program. Um, We have a large toy shop that we invite families to, and we also have a teen gift card program, which, of course, is a little bit newer of a program. Um, But the essence and the mission of what we do every single year has remained the same, and that's to match those that need the help with those that want to do the helping. And so we're um, we're we're just thrilled to to be in still involved in this community. Um, we've grown from meeting in living rooms and kitchens to now certainly having our own office space and some paid staff. Um, but we utilize this community in again like that grassroots kind of uh, way each and every season. So we're just, we're trying to relieve the stress that parents have around the holidays, especially. We kind of want to take that stress away from them so that they can enjoy the reason for the season and they can enjoy the time with their families and make memories with their children. So that is our main goal uh, as staff and as a board. So I'm privileged all the time to see, to not only work with the board and this amazing staff that I work with, um, But to see these community angels in action all the time, you know, so you say, what is the impact? Well, to me, the impact of our organization 
Yes, we give gifts at Christmas, but we see school groups that are sponsoring children. And this year, we actually have a school group that's sponsoring over 100 children. Oh, so that's awesome. These kids that's have raised great. money, and they, they do all the work themselves, and it, it's very, very inspiring. And we have groups in the community that knit, and they sew, and they they give us all sorts of goodies. We actually had one woman donate um, 750 stockings to us. Oh, my so goodness. Wow. It's, just, it, it's just neat. People come out with their own talents, and they share them with us. And, um, and I know that the families and the children do feel that love. And, and again, getting the community involved, uh, corporations, companies that are looking for ways that their employees can give back. Again, perfect example is, is how we're working with you. <laughs> Every quarter we sponsor a nonprofit and clients and employees and community members can participate in that giving project. And so you're really bringing the community together from a Waukesha County standpoint because Correct. that's where you focus. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a wonderful thing. So everybody can do something, like you said, volunteer. They can provide Christmas stockings. They can provide yes. gifts. They can, yes. they can help out in some way. And when you get kids involved and they can be the boots on the ground, that's that's awesome. Absolutely. Many nonprofit organizations, though, have really struggled recently in a variety of ways. But actually, the Christmas Clearing Council has thrived. So we're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned to find out how the Christmas Clearing Council was able to pivot and have one of the most successful seasons on record. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community. With your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking in this next segment with Sarah Hine, Executive Director from the Christmas Clearing Council of Waukesha County. So I'm guessing, Sarah, that a good part of your success is in the scope of your giving programs, beyond simply collecting and distributing toys. Yes, that is correct. We have actually three parts to our giving program, and um, and most people will recognize one of these parts. You know, they'll have partaken in one of them or hopefully a couple. We have three parts. So the first and our biggest giving program is our sponsorship program or our Adopt-A-Family program, and that is um, – kind of the crux, that's kind of where we started as an organization. It really fosters a relationship between the person who needs the help and the person who is doing the helping. It's a one-on-one giving experience and a neat, neat thing to do. And um, we sponsor all the way up through that first week in December. So it's it's a neat opportunity for um, families to start their own traditions in, in helping others. So the second program we have for the families that aren't sponsored, we invite them to Toy Shop. And that's where the toys that are collected over over across the county. We have about 120 locations throughout the county where we collect toys. They're brought to uh, St. Williams in Waukesha where we set up Santa's workshop. And these, these parents can come and shop for the children there. And, um, and again, that is a magical experience and a wonderful one-day event that we hold. So most of the toys donated for that event, however, um, serve 0 to 11 as far as ages. So 
we recognized several years ago, about 20 years ago, that we needed a teen program. And that program kind of evolved into our teen gift card program. So for the teens who aren't sponsored, we give them uh, $75 in gift cards. And we do, it's worth noting, we do have a $75 giving standard across the board, whether you're sponsored or come to Toy Shop or receive gift cards. Every child who qualifies for our program will receive $75 worth of giving. So they are amazing programs. We Lots of amazing stories with our sponsorship program. We have um, a toy shop every year. You're kind of... Um, the tears always come to my eyes at Toy Shop every year. I, I am not going to be shy about that. Uh, we have a couple years ago, a dad came through Toy Shop, and we were helping him um, select toys for his son. And he just mentioned in conversation that his son recently uh, underwent his last chemotherapy treatment, and then he was hoping to be cancer-free, and it was his son's birthday. Oh, my goodness. So you don't tell us kind people those things without expecting a flood of gifts to follow. So we were just thrilled that we could serve that child in, in particular well that day. And I know everyone on the board and staff that heard about that story really thought about that child that Christmas and, and just really uh, wished him well. So, um, and, we, and we hope he's certainly doing well today. So yes. we haven't followed up, but you can only hope. It's just, it's all these heartwarming stories that come out every year. You can almost write a book about it. I, I see a book <laughs> in your future, yes. Sarah. <laughs> The toy shop experience. I just know when uh, my kids were small to get them involved in the gift giving. Certainly, if you, if you go out and you give money or you pick up a toy here or there, if you're a parent, to, to give is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but to have your child pick one out themselves for someone their same age, there's obvious benefits to that. I mean, yep. they see the, the, they get in the, in the habit of giving. But it's such a great feeling for them. You know, for them, God loves a cheerful giver, right? And, and yes. they get so happy about finding the right gift for somebody that is their same age or maybe they know of somebody that's older that they could specify a gift for. Um, and for a family experience to do that together, <laughs> I think it's just, it's just wonderful. How do you find the families then that, that take part of the program? Well, we don't find them ourselves. We certainly rely on really over 100 agency contacts throughout the county. And those are people who work in health and human services, social workers at schools, all public and private schools, um, health organizations across the county. We have our little angels all over the county that help recognize families within their own institutions that could use our services. So they, they spread the word about what we are that we can offer this help to them. And then they often help these families apply to our program as well. So um, we use these agencies to find the families. And for a family, though, to qualify for our program, they, they do have to meet certain criteria. So we have families that need to live in Waukesha County, because that's, of course, uh, where we belong here, what we're, who we're serving. Um, the, the family or the parent uh, applying or the guardian applying needs to have custody of the children they're applying for. And the children, if they're of a school age, need to go to school in Waukesha County. And we do serve lots of homeschooled students as well. Okay. So they qualify as well. Um, and they do need to meet an income guideline. And generally speaking, families that qualify for things like Badger Care or WIC um, or free or reduced lunch at school meet those income guidelines for us. But I think it's important to note that we have to keep in mind some families don't fall within this very black or white qualify or not qualify um, scenario. And we understand that. We recognize that. And so there's a lot of families that maybe are in um, a current crisis. 
So they may have lost their home to fire. They um, may have lost a parent or a child recently who's passed away. Very sad stories that, you know, a family financially might be doing okay until one of these events hit. We serve military families. We serve families um, who have relocated. Um, a couple years ago, is families that relocated from Puerto Rico after just the devastating hurricane. Um, they came up here to live and had nothing. So we were able to, to serve them. We serve every foster children that comes through our program. They are accepted automatically. Mm-hmm. So if they are part of the Waukesha County Foster Program. So we're happy to say there is some gray area, and we do take that a family's independent or individual story into account when we, we work to qualify. Mm. Oh, gosh, great stuff. Uh, we do know, though, that you know there's a number of great organizations across Waukesha County that are helping families in need, but it has been a tough time for, for many nonprofits lately. So how have you, how has CCC pivoted to serve the community? Well, we kind of had to find out what the community needed. You know, of course, we're here to serving with Christmas gifts, but we needed to make the application process a smoother one. We needed to make it an easier one. We moved the client application process online, and we also moved our sponsor sign-up application online to make it just um, a little bit more available for everyone involved. We have expanded our sponsorship program to include teen sponsorships, There was some programming changes that occurred when we were kind of all stuck in a rut with the pandemic, and we just had to pivot at that point. We had to create a different way to host our toy shop, and we ended up doing a drive-through gift card giveaway program. But we certainly could not make this happen without volunteers helping us to create these online applications, volunteers helping us to create a brand new website to get our message out. Uh, We couldn't do it without the volunteers who have donated um, for the gift card giveaways. You know, we asked this community, we said, these are the things we need um, to help us moving forward and into the future. And we had all these great, great, amazing ideas. We went through a strategic planning process. And again, this community rallies behind. And Mm. it's just, it's amazing to see. So um, through the community support, we have been able to expand our programs and make them um, easier to get to, so to speak. And um, Okay. And so, so you had mentioned before that you guys are celebrating nearly 75 years of serving the community. And so mm-hmm. we've done so many wonderful things. Uh, and we want this to, uh, your services to continue well into the future. How are you preparing to, to serve into the future? Absolutely. We are in um, a several year uh, upgrade uh, program for our technology. And our hope is that our communication to the community can be better with this process. Uh, One of our main communication tools is our brand new website that I kind of alluded to a little bit earlier in this website, www.christmasclearingcouncil.org, is one that's going to be updated year-round. It's going to be very interactive. It'll include information um, on how people can support us year-round, and and there are ways that they can support us year-round. Our future is looking bright, and I just, I'm excited to kind of jump forward um, into this next phase of us being able to um, 
be more high tech. <laughs> and I think many people are looking forward to just moving forward and yep, getting, that's right. getting into some some good things in uh, in, in the years to come. Mm-hmm. Um, for such a small organization, though, you guys make quite a big impact. How are you guys funded to allow you to make good on these promises to serve all these families that apply and qualify? We are 100% privately funded. Um, so we rely on the community to donate uh, money, gift cards, toys to sponsor families and to volunteer. So we have thousands, literally thousands of volunteers that help us each and every season and uh, volunteers that our clients themselves, maybe they can't give back financially, but they can give their time. Uh, we have a, a current board member who was once a client. Then she served with an agency helping us recruit new clients. Um, and she is now currently serving on the board. So it's a beautiful story of just that coming full circle. Absolutely. Well, I could talk all day. This is such a, an exciting organization. We obviously love it because we've supported you many years uh, in a row. Mm-hmm. But we're unfortunately coming to the end of our time with mm-hmm. you. So to wrap up our interview, what would you say is your call to action? You know, What can this community do today and tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, and beyond to help children not only this Christmas but um, beyond that? Of course. Please go to our website, check it out, www.christmasclearingcouncil.org. In addition, like us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. We post all year round updates and needs and, um, and, and news about our organization. I think if you look at your own um, circle of friends, of family, encourage them to learn more about us as well. You know, take this information today that you might have learned and um, spread the word. And I think we all need to be kind of troops on the ground when it comes to finding people that could use our services. So if you think someone is kind of hit on hard times, send them our way. We would love to make it work. We would love to get them the help they need. Um, and and we, are, we are there to help. So Awesome. 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 Well, thank you for participating in the interview today. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you, Jill. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Uh, getting involved with local nonprofits right in your own backyard is great. You know, there's a connection right off the bat in terms of the area that they serve. When we come back after our commercial break, we're going to talk with a representative from an organization that will probably ring a bell with most of you. They serve many local communities like Waukesha and the Christmas Clearing Council, as well as communities all across our nation. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. And my next guest today is from an organization that will probably ring a bell with many of you, quite Literally, actually. Welcome to the show today, Terry Nauta, who is a major with the Salvation Army. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Glad to have you. Why don't you start by sharing how you got involved with the Salvation Army? Well, the Salvation Army is a church as well as a social service organization. So I grew up going to the church. I totally got involved in all the programs and services that the Salvation Army church side provided. And I learned in an early age the joy principle, which is Jesus first, yourself last, and others in between. So the life of service then begins. I had an increasing passion for children and families. 
as I graduate from high school. So I went to college to become an elementary school teacher. I love teaching, and I loved families. I still do quite a bit of teaching even now. My husband and I both started our careers, thought life was great, we're on the right path. And then we felt that something was missing, and we felt a calling to become pastors of the Salvation Army. So we were using his gifts for his purpose. So we went off to seminary for two years, and now it's 21 years later. And the, wow. <laughs> it's been quite an adventure. In the blink of an eye, right? In the blink of an years. eye. Whoa, there it goes. Yeah, there it goes. <laughs> you know, we've been a lot of places, um, lots of different towns. Are you from here? No, I'm not from here. And the, how the Salvation Army works is it's based on the military. So you move. You uh, are transferred. You, like some other pastors, you know, you get appointed to this place or that place. And so this is actually appointment number seven uh, for us. We've only been in Waukesha for two and a half years. Okay. Um, so you've got to, you've got you've been given the opportunity to love on communities from all over. All over. Mm, yes. Wonderful. Well, I think most people are familiar with the Salvation Army as an organization, right? And perhaps when they think of it, they think of... That person standing outside stores ringing that bell asking for a donation, which, again, all that's great. But it's so much more than that. It is. So the Salvation Army started actually in London in 1865, and then it was brought to America in the ni- 1900s. Um, in Waukesha, it actually started 127 years ago. Before Waukesha was actually a city, it was still a village. Really? So we've well, been that's around a, bit of a while. That's a good piece of <laughs> trivia, Major. <laughs> um, and as I said, we're patterned after the military. That's why I actually have a rank of Major. Okay. And that has to do with years of service. Um, we have captains, we have Majors, we have Colonels, we have all sorts of things. Um, and we move around, as I said, as the military, and we get assigned to places to be. Every community I have lived in seems to rally around this time of year to support the Salvation Army and especially the children, as Sarah has said. It is not really a hard sell to get at the community to give to children at Christmas, but we love that they do do that rallying. And no two Salvation Armies are alike. I will just tell you that now. We have several in Wisconsin who have many programs, but they're not all in every location. So I will encourage you to go to our website and just research what we offer. It would be too hard for me to name all of those. Mm-hmm. I could name a few for you right now, but I won't be able to touch on them all. We are a church, like I said. Um, we do have church services and youth programs and Sunday school and everything any other church would have. We have a men's shelter. We have a pantry. We have community meal and EDS and chaplain services, just to name a few. But that is not exclusively all of them. Um, But what every Salvation Army does have in common is our mission to serve a suffering humanity with Christ's love. Mm, Love that mission. I'm curious, for the people that are ringing the bells, I'm assuming they're volunteers, where does that money go? Does it go to the children at Christmas? Does it go to the various projects and initiatives that you have or all? It is one of our major fundraisers for the whole year. The whole year. So that is um, a big thrust to to help our budget for the whole entire year across the board of all of our programs. So it is very important that we have as many volunteers as we can to man those kettles, and it's throughout the whole Waukesha County. Our county is very big. We have over 80 spots to fill mm. ringing that bell. And the need is big, right? The I mean, need is very what big. What is it, Twenty. 20- 
or 22 percent sit at or below the poverty level. So, yes. you know, it's uh, there are pockets of wealth, of course, in Waukesha County, but uh, there's definitely a need. So people can understand over and above the ringing of the bells and, again, Toys for Tots. I think people are familiar with that. Yeah. What are some of the other uh, initiatives or projects that you're involved in right here in Waukesha? I know you said that every location is different, but give us just so a sampling of some we, different things. We help with rent assistance, a utility assistance, prescriptions. We have a Pathway of Hope program that helps families with goal case management. They set goals, and they sit down with the case manager, and they decide what they want to work on. That could look like anything from earning their GED to buying a house what they want to work on to strive to make their life better. And we have a men's shelter where we're trying to get men stable instead of being homeless. Do you have a women's shelter? No, just okay. men. But we there's just, plenty of there's yes. a number of other women's shelters. in Right. Washington so we County. just do single men, but we're trying to get them stable, help them to get education and skills, get them jobs, get them homes um, so that they are no longer homeless we serve a community meal three days a week. Um, we have a food pantry. What about veterans? I mean, that would be an obvious group that you would serve. Do you do yes. extensive work with veterans? Um, or? We can. We don't exclude them, but um, we will help them if, if they come and ask for help. A lot of times it's referring them to specialized services that are for veterans. Sure. But we from time to time do help veterans. Sometimes they come to us because of the relationship that sure. we have, but sometimes we need to refer them to people that are specialized to help them. Right. And again, that's a that's a, a group that we have done a number of interviews with. So I know that for a fact that there's quite a few organizations, nonprofit organizations that are serving veterans, which is which is awesome. Okay. Um, so I find it interesting that it's been around in Waukesha County for like 127 years. I mean, I wonder if people are aware of that. And before yeah. Waukesha County became a city, a, a city, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, um, there's so many things that the Salvation Army does, and they've been helping people over these last 127 years plus. But what do you think are the two things most people in need ask for from the Salvation Army? Stay tuned, and we're going to answer that question right after the commercial break. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. I'm Director of Community Outreach, and I'm talking in this last segment with Major Terry Nauta from the Salvation Army. So before the break, we said that there are two top things that people in need ask for from the Salvation Army. You want to explain what those are, Major? Yes. The two top things they ask for is to be seen and heard. After those two things are accomplished, they want to be valued and listened to. Then we get to the other issues that they really need. But we find that they don't want to be invisible. They want to be valued, they want to be seen, they want to be heard. After we accomplish that, we can tear off some of those layers and find out what else they need. Might be toys, might be food, might be clothing, might be a prescription. 
Might be relationship. Might right? be relationship. Just talking with somebody, having somebody uh, in a listening yes, uh, a listening um, ear, of course, to be heard. They just need someone to hear them and see them. Mm. I think everybody would say that. Everybody needs that, right? There are so many different programs and initiatives that you offer, and you talked a little bit about uh, some of those in the previous segment, including the bell ringers outside the stores and, of course, the Toys for Tots. But given that we're highlighting Christmas-specific programs today, why don't you talk about this other Christmas-specific program you have called the Angel Tree Program? Sure. So like CCC that you were just talking to Sarah about, um, our Angel Tree program has many different options, and some are very similar to CCC. We have an Adopt-A-Family program where you shop for each child in a family if you adopt the whole family, and it is $75 per child. Are you shopping for the parents as well? You can. Okay. You can, but that's totally up to the family. If they decide to give a gift for the parents, that's fine as well. And can they give food? Like a, if they want to A lot of our families do a gift card for food so they can oh, shop okay. for food for the family if they want to do that. And we leave that up to that family. Our, there is a couple differences with our Adopt-A-Family program. Um, they get all their information from me instead of directly calling the family. Um, and they bring the gifts to me instead of to directly to the family. Okay. And there's many reasons behind that. Um, and it's just how we've been doing it for many years. Some of our families don't want that interaction with that uh, donor. And they have a lot of pride issues sometimes about asking for help. And they want a little to be a little anonymous. Sure. And it, sometimes it's a little awkward for them to have that interaction it also helps me to know exactly what was purchased and for me to document that and to make sure there's not they've been given the right amount of stuff and if there's any question and I can I can know what's going on on that end as well. So there's there's many reasons for that to happen that way but the, it's just a minor difference. Uh angel tree tags um we have an angel tree trees at several locations. Um, Walmart stores and at JCPenney and Brookfield Mall have actual trees with tags on them. Oh, okay. And they look like angels, and they have children's information on them. You can take an angel tree tag and buy what is suggested on there and return it to the store or bring it down to the Salvation Army with your tag on there. And that's a way to um, purchase toys for a child. Where, where are people bringing the toys to if they opt to bring it to Salvation Army in Waukesha? Where is that exactly? 445 Madison Street. Okay. In Waukesha. Okay. Um, and then we also have a toy shop like CCC does um, for anyone who is not adopted, uh, 18 years old and under, and they shop for their, the parents shop for the children. And it's very similar to their program. We have books and bikes and winter wear with hats, coats, mittens, gloves, scarves, and boots, and sometimes blankets. And it's all things that have been donated. We don't go out and purchase any of those items. Do things have to be new? Because I know you do have coat drives at times. Yes, we do have coat drives. Most of those coats we use on the off-season when somebody comes in and asks for something and they don't have something. But for Christmas, we like new things. Okay. Because it's the one time a year kids get something that's new. Yeah. 
So we only use new things for our toy shop, and we usually get three-fourths of what we need. Waukesha is very generous. So usually most kids get um, what they need. Sometimes, you know, if it's an awkward size or something we're not expecting, we might not have quite enough. But um, usually we, we get a good amount of stuff. So our toy shop, like Sarah had mentioned, is, is a great opportunity to make relationships with the families that come in. And there again, being seen, being heard. Mm. They really tend to open up and tell you their story. Um, you start peeling back the onion, as I call it. They have layers. Mm. And you start peeling that onion and you find out um, what else is that isn't quite on the surface. Mm. You know, they might come in and say they need toys, but what else do they need? The need is greater or deeper, yes. perhaps. And being the Salvation Army, we have many other programs we can plug them into. Right. And it's kind of like a, a, a house that is crumbling, you know, and it needs needs some other support walls. And we can kind of put them in there. So You're, you're a major connector yes, services, so, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. So we, we can add those support walls. And we had one lady who um, had never asked for help before. And she came in asking for help and... We, we did help her, and we started peeling that onion, and we found other things we could help her with, and we put her in our Pathway of Hope program, and two years later, she graduated from that program and became a volunteer, became an advocate for other mothers in that program to get them involved in that program and became a champion volunteer. Mm. Another example of coming full circle, right? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Again, so many wonderful things. We could go on and on in our interview, but unfortunately we're time bound. So if someone is listening today and they want to apply for the program, tell us, tell us how they do that. Well, the easiest way is um, to just go on our website or our Facebook page. There's a link there to our form. It's an online form. As Sarah said, the easiest way nowadays is to put everything online. So the form is online. There's, there's a link on our website and our Facebook page. So if if you're having trouble, I would say just call our office and we can walk you through that. Okay. And then what are the qualifications? Um, you need to live in Waukesha County. Uh, you need to have custody of your kids. We do have income guidelines. We can verify those guidelines because we have three caseworkers in our building. Um, but we also do have exceptions to the rule. We can make those exceptions. Due to circumstances, we have a lot of leeway. You do not have to go to school in Waukesha County for us because um, there could be a custody issue. Mm. You know, you could go to school in Milwaukee for some reason, but as long as you live in Waukesha County, we can help you. Okay. Um, And the only other thing I was going to say is we do compare a list with CCC to make sure you're not in both programs. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, on that on that note, I'm curious uh, about community partnerships. We know that nonprofits can't do everything on their own. That's right. Um, you have community partners that help you with your goals over and above CCC. Yes. Well, um, Walmart stores have been a big help. Um, we have our angel trees in the Walmart stores and J.C. Penney in the Brookfield Mall. Walmart also has a, a gift registry where you can just order toys 
and they mail them to our building. Oh, so that's that nice. is also helpful. That's easy. And we have several businesses, too many for me to count, that are collecting toys at their business for us. We also have Toys for Tots, um, which is a military partner that is collecting toys for us as well. Awesome. Very, very good. Well, lots of stuff that we covered today. Let us know the best way to get a hold of you. What's the best uh, contact information you can share with us? I would say ask Google or Siri to to help (laughs) you navigate uh, the Waukesha Salvation Army and get to our Facebook, our website, and we're at 445 Madison Street in Waukesha. Awesome. Well, I want to thank uh, both my guests today, Sarah Hine, Executive Director from the Christmas Clearing Council of Waukesha County, and you, Major Terry Naughton, from the Salvation Army. Thank you for uh, sharing your time and your talents and your resources to make a difference in the lives of others, both at Christmas time and throughout the year. So thank you for participating today. Thank you. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today, or if you'd like to be considered as a guest on the show, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com, or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. Join us next Sunday morning at 10 for Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community on News Talk 1130 WISN to learn more about the ways people are making a difference and inspiring others and and just reaching out and, and doing great things in our community. You can tune in on your radio, or you can go to Newstalk1130.com on your computer. You can also listen on your cell phone because iHeartRadio has an app that you can download. I encourage you to visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows, or you can listen on demand at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. So think about how you can share your time, your talents, your treasures to make an impact in the life of someone else this holiday season and beyond, either locally, in your own community, or elsewhere. It doesn't matter. Keep your eyes fixed on the one who is the reason for the season. And like Major Terry talked about, uh, incorporate the joy principle into your daily living, which again is Jesus first, yourself last, and others in between. I just love that. When you do this, you'll be focusing on the most important thing, and that is love. Love poured out for others. It's a wonderful thing. And it's a great way to be a blessing and give a blessing all at the same time. Have a great day.